This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! This week in our Fighters Edition episode, we talk about the possibility of Capcom announcing the coming of Street Fighter VI. Then, in our final stage, I review King of Fighters 15 for the PlayStation 5. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select Start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. to another game-filled episode of Select Start. I'm your host, Xavier Josiah. Oh, if you're a fighting game fan, this episode is for you because I am going to have a great time talking about one of my all-time favorite gaming genres today. And not only just the gaming genres, but we also got some brawler, you know, I kind of a brawler review to talk about today because uh, we're going to be talking about River City Girls Zero, which came out on Valentine's Day. So we'll be talking about that. Um, pretty much a soft review for that matter um and but our final stage review today will be king of fighters 15 which i played on a playstation 5 it's also available on a playstation 4 as well as both xbox consoles and steam so i am looking forward to this fighting games has always been one of my favorite genres ever dating back to street fighter 2 and reason being is because um you know before then there was only a you know there was only talk about the when it comes to video games it was only a one protagonist story and it was only focused on a protagonist and some of them weren't even didn't didn't have any wasn't really story driven or narrative heavy but when street fighter came out it did something so different at the time that it was exciting here you have a chance to live vicariously through multiple characters at the time it was eight and then it became 12 and then it just grew more and for the first time ever you get to play each character and each character had their different backstories that you could play along with their own endings so i was a big fan of this because it was something that was never done before plus you had this very complex and intuitive you know control base a uh, control system and combat system that you had uh the combination of all this led to a lot of fun and a lot of replay value in arcades and corner stores and whatnot i mean street fighter was the game that scored millions of dollars in quarters especially when they did the april fool's joke back in the day the legendary uh egm april fool's joke with shenlong i mean just tells you right there but 
you know, in time, we started getting a lot more fighting games out there. Uh, the Mortal Kombat's, the SNKs with the Fatal Furies and the Art of Fightings, and then, you know, the Samurai Showdowns, and it just got better and better and better. Virtual Fighter, Yu Suzuki really changed the game when he added three, you know, created the one, of, if not the first 3D arcade game in Virtual Fighter that sprouted a whole entire new, like the next level of gaming period, because without that game which is in the smithsonian museum by the way still we wouldn't have gotten this far if he didn't create virtual fighter and now we're seeing not only just the tekkens and the soul calibers and all those stuff and even street fighters evolved to 3d but we wouldn't have got this whole generation of gaming <clears throat> in the format that we got now because it's that one game which was a fighting game so uh i am looking forward to this um I've been waiting for King of Fighters 15 to come out for some time in hopes that it will be something new and exciting to add to the saga that the, the long running saga that's been going on since 19, uh, 1994. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. But before we do, we got to talk about Capcom here. Capcom. The creators of Street Fighter. The creators of Darkstalkers and a whole bunch of other awesome games. They really you know they really made an impact in the industry with fighting games no undeniably um capcom is prepping to for a major announcement in the upcoming street fighter pro tour final recently capcom put out a countdown on twitter which accompanies the coming of the street fighter pro tour final uh this year marks the 35th anniversary of the series and capcom is looking to make waves with the upcoming announcement and it's crazy to, to say this um you know the 35th anniversary because like i guess five years ago and it has been five years ago it was like 2017 i was in san diego comic-con and you know they were just celebrating the 30th anniversary and i actually have some commemorative limited edition items in my office here um you know as i'm looking right now i have a, a framed picture with the uh limited edition metal gold gold plated <laughs> cards with uh ryu and violent um it's evil ryu and violent ken and autographed by yoshinori ono the former executive producer of the street fighter series both four and five and i god i miss him i miss that guy so much and i, I miss being at san diego comic-con as well like uh that was some awesome things and he was part of the reason why i, I think it was awesome indeed the cards are also um illustrated by one of my previous my past guests uh of the talk time live panel here in philadelphia at keystone comic-con long vogue from udon entertainment who is accompanying me myself and um and chamba who's been on this show like on three occasions and it's just awesome it's just really really awesome time uh seeing yoshinori ono there and they celebrating the 30th anniversary it's going to be interesting um if this is in fact because many believe that this could be this could finally be the reveal of street fighter 6 coming and i am absolutely excited now i'm on the website right now where capcom is, uh, has this uh this countdown and as of right now we are at two days and 15 hours and counting right now and it looks like it's going to be revealed now if you guys remember 
a lot of times big uh, announcements are revealed during these uh, eSport competitions. If you guys remember, one of the biggest fighting game announcements at the time was uh, E-League when they did the Mortal, well, not Mortal Kombat, Injustice. And during that time, when they did the Injustice tournament, live, I think it's 12 o'clock at night. And oh my goodness, I remember this very uh, fondly. And they revealed one of the biggest surprises nobody saw coming. It was uh, Injustice 2. And all of a sudden, they announced that the new, you know, the new characters that were going to be added to the game. And lo and behold, of all characters, it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles added to Injustice 2. You could go on YouTube right now and look at that footage and look at the reactions and look at the reactions all over of people watching that footage. And my, me, myself, in this very place, went blitz. I mean, I probably woke some people up because it was dope and you saw everybody like nobody saw that coming it was so dope so it's always great to have a great tournament and then followed by all of these people gathered together to be, you know just be excited to see this new announcement what better place than to have such an announcement than at the capcom uh uh pro tournament you know, uh, the Street Fighter, uh, not the Capcom, the Street Fighter Pro Tour uh, Finals. So this is huge. If this is Street Fighter 6, there are so many questions that people are going to be asking. For one thing, what is this going to be without Yoshinori Ono? Yoshinori Ono was not only the executive producer of the Street Fighter, of the recent Street Fighter uh, series 4 and 5. He helped revitalize the fighting game genre in general when Street Fighter 4 came out. Like, they were a game... Before he came out with that game, before they produced that series, um, fighting games were, hibern were in hibernation mode. You got a few fighting games out there, but none of them were really making an impact like that. Um, Mortal Kombat was just starting to make an impact. Um, you also had Street Fighter. Well, after that, you had Street Fighter uh, Cross Tekken. But after that, like there was really nothing going on. Yoshinori Odon came back to Capcom and then all of a sudden they worked on Street Fighter 4 and brought it into the 3D front finally. I mean, well, it was our, if you really look at history, it's not the first 3D Street Fighter game ever. We got Street Fighter um, Alpha, I forgot what the name of that other one was, um, but it was a Street Fighter Alpha game that they came out with. It was a 3D, it wasn't the best 3D thing ever. It was up. I think it was one or two 3D Street Fighter games, but it didn't um, really level up. But this one was now uh, in the Street Fighter 3 range and then Street Fighter 4 were coming out with these as well. And when this came out, it revitalized the genre. It, it, it brought it back into the eSport game. People were excited. And then later on, Street Fighter 5 came out, which then became a PlayStation exclusive which pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people who didn't own a PlayStation at the time. You know, the Xbox people were really, really heated during the time. And it really helped the momentum of PlayStation by having that. I mean, that was one of the one of many exclusive PlayStation games that came out that was like that brought PlayStation to the forefront. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see if this is going to be like what's this is going to be without Yoshinori Ono. 
uh, who, like I said, was literally, he was to the Street Fighter series as Reggie fils was to Nintendo, you know, or, or the late great Iwata was to Nintendo or, um, or Miyamoto for that matter. You know, he was that face. Like every year when you go to San Diego, if you ever been to San Diego Comic-Con and you headed to the Capcom panels, he was a showman. He was charismatic. He was all in on it. He loves Street Fighter. He still loves Street Fighter to this day. He would come in, talk about making an interest. This man would come in full cosplayed as one of one of many uh, Street Fighter characters, have like some entourage with him or whatever like that. Uh, I remember the last time I saw him was in 2017. Uh, I got a picture of him as well uh, when he was signing. He signed my uh, my Nintendo Switch, and he also signed my my cards as well. My limited edition uh, Street Fighter cards that I have framed up in my office here. And he came in dressed up as uh, I believe uh, Abigail, who was like the really huge dude from um, from Mad Gear of uh, Final Fight, and he had a cosplayer bottle dress up like poison and they came into the panel like with this grand entrance and everything and which also about him he also has this little blanca figure that he would always take pictures of on his social media uh, platforms and he you could tell he just enjoyed every minute of it but during 2020 things changed like the pandemic did a lot of damage to a lot of people and when the, uh, the street fighter pro tour finals were canceled because of the pandemic and everybody's quarantining and everything something i don't know something happened where uh ono son all of a sudden just he he resigned and he decided to work for another company I, nobody's seen this man since or is, at least we haven't seen his presence felt in since 2020 which is a shame because i mean he really brought it in and when you know when street fighter came out it made a big impact and he was part of the reason for it you know it's it's really i i it's gonna be interesting to see if this is the announcement we we are waiting for whether how it's gonna look how it's gonna be how it's gonna play um are they keeping with the same format are they adding something new i hope they do um i remember like when when street fighter 5 came out and they added the Shadowfall storyline to it and everything. I I loved every minute of it because they finally came. They they had trouble. Capcom and SNK always, you know, used to rest on their loins in terms of you know bringing the content and what brought them to the table. I think it was Street. It was Marvel versus Capcom three, where people were a little bit disappointed with the aspect and they wanted a little bit more because they saw what Tekken was doing. They saw what, uh, more what NetherRealm studios was doing with mortal Kombat and this full featured film like story mode that they had. So it was time for Capcom to step it up too. And they did, they did with, um, street fighter. People were demanding it. They gave it. Um, I am very much connected to the street fighter, you know, uh, universe Cal a bear been on the show multiple times he was on last year um ruben langdon been on the show multiple times he plays ken and you know i have a deep 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 connection to this and you know the fact that i'm a huge fighting game fan and street fighter fan and had those two on there has just been awesome and 
it was needed it was definitely needed i'm glad that they did it they also followed it up with marvel um versus capcom infinite which you know it didn't come out as good as people wanted it to be but you know at least they still stepped it up uh to that nature and it was it was definitely a deal so i i you know I, i'm really looking forward to seeing if this is the announcement we've been waiting for what is this still going to be a, a playstation exclusive you know that's going to be an interesting thing too if that is the case so there's a lot to this <laughs> coming up in two days in 15 14 hours now just changed the it, it it officially changed the 14 hours here the countdown is getting closer so uh, man this is going to be exciting um i'm looking forward to it and i don't know this this is gonna i guarantee you when when this announcement coming if it is street fighter 6 it's going to be trending all over this reminds me of um when the e-league i don't know if you, a lot of you remember if you're fighting game fans or remember that e-league uh why well, you know like years ago when injustice 2 was out they had that huge announcement like 12 o'clock at night uh right before the finals i believe and they announced the latest uh addition to the roster of uh, injustice 2 and nobody saw this coming at all everybody thought this was like something like something dc related because it's a dc game and lo and behold of all characters that you get to play it was the teenage mutant ninja turtles and when they announced that and they did that awesome trailer of in reveal people went insane on camera you could go on youtube i believe and you can actually find that footage where people are just going insane or, or reaction footage to people about these um about to do i know myself i was in this very place and i went blitz probably woke up a few people it was 12 o'clock at night too so these tournaments are known for bringing out these uh awesome surprises too so i can only imagine that this is going to do the same in this case and it's going to be interesting to see you know where it's going to be is it going to be uh you know playstation exclusive again or is it going to be multi-console exclusive we'll see but we got two days and 14 hours to go people so let's uh countdown continues there all right last thing i want to do before we jump over to our final stage with uh king of fighters 15 is talk about one of my favorite games in the last few years um river city girls was i i, I i'm gonna say this again I, I never really said this about any game, but I have a crush on this game. I don't know why. I played Kunio Khan games for quite a while, but I've never enjoyed them as much as I do with River City Girls. The combination of really good character design, sprite design, um, retro, the whole retro feel, but also the presentation with the, you know, anime, with the animated um, shorts and, and the voice acting and everything. It's just it's so it's such an awesome package it's just one of, to me is one of the best kunio khan games ever to this day um but as we know river city girls are coming back in 2022 part two is coming out uh later this year and to keep to get us excited the guys at way forward decided to gift us kunio khan fans on valentine's day 
with the classic Super Famicom game that is making its US debut for the very first time ever. Um, the Kunio-Kan series or River City Ransom series uh, for those in the US has been around since uh, 1989 with only a few follow-ups in the States, uh, like Super Dodgeball and, and, and uh, some other ones, but they never really, in America, they never really established the whole Kunio Khan universe thing. It was just like, they treated it as random games, no affiliation, it's just, okay. It's just the thing, they never, they didn't, they don't connect them like they do now, you know? But Japan has been doing the universal, you know, con you know content creation thing for quite some time and, 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 and story and narratives for quite some time. In Japan, however, they have the series, you know, which has seen many spinoffs and sequels that has gone all the way to the Super Famicom or Super Nintendo, for those who are uh, familiar with that. For those who don't know, Super Famicom is the name of the Japanese version of the Super NES. And uh, even Neo Geo has gotten some Kunio Khan uh, content as well during the late 80s and, uh, and the 90s as well. So... In Japan, the Super Famicom released the game known as Shin Nakitsu Koha Konio Tachi no Banka in 1994. This was, in fact, the first appearance of Masako in Kyoto, um, or Kyoko, uh, which is famously known as the River City Girls. That was their very first appearance and debut there. In the game, you, uh, they would uh, join the main stars Kunio and Riki, who was being set up for a crime that they didn't commit. And this game, like all Kunio Khan games, was a bit, was uh, our classic story-driven beat-em-ups that expanded the uh, universe of characters that they had within it. So this was one of many uh, gems that would never see the light of day in America. Like I actually played the, I actually played the import version. This was those days, this was 1989. So those were the, these were the days or sorry, 1994. These were the days where I, you know, started expanding my gamer experience by not only, you know, acquiring games in America, but also discovering that there are games in Japan that will never set foot in this, you know, in this platform unless we go out of our way to buy the import version and find rather you, there were so many ways that I had to go about playing import uh games in japan from japan you would go have a swap disc for the cd era for the cartridge era you would have certain cartridges that were like uh adapters and you would put the cartridge in but you would also put the you know the game cartridge over the adapter cartridge which then overwritten the uh the, the code to be able to play it i guess it was some type of region code that would override and allow you to play the games on your u.s game format so you were able to do it there so i've you know between the super ads and the genesis i was able to play a lot of games that a lot of people have not had the pleasure of playing and this was one of them so it's it, you know this is just one of many gems <laughs> that were in that country and this was the beginning of the dragon ball games too like dragon ball was also the Dragon Ball games in Japan, there's a lot of Dragon Ball games that a lot of people don't know about. Like they think that uh, Budokai was like the first game. No, I, there's been ones dating back since Nintendo that a lot of people haven't played that a lot of people don't realize that has never been out. In fact, the only Dragon Ball game that has ever come out was Dragon Power, but they, because they didn't have the license to Dragon Ball at the time, they couldn't 
call it that. So they turned it, they turned it around, changed the sprite of what, uh, of what the main character looked like, which was Goku, and turned it into another, like the Monkey King or whatever, and they just called it Dragon Power. So, but it was a Dragon Power is originally the Dragon Ball game uh, from Japan. You know, kind of like what um, they did with Super Mario 2, pretty much. Uh, and I think the, I think the uh, Doki Doki was the game for, um, don't quote me, for Super Mario 2, but they changed it and brought it to America and all that stuff. So um, that's exactly what they did there. But this River City Ransom game and the Super NES River City Ransom game has never saw, uh, set foot until today. Thanks to Way Forward at Arc System Works, the game makes its US debut after 26 years or over 26 years. Um, now retitled River City Girl, uh, Girl Zero, which focuses on Misako, uh, Misako and Kyoko's first ever adventure with the boys. So that's how they frame it. And even though the game on its own was about Ricky and Kunio, they, by calling it River City uh, Girls Zero and adding a few more elements to it, they kind of rearranged the narrative to make it seem like that this is a whole situation and that's more focused on them, which I thought it was a really cool deal. Way Forward went out of their way to give the title a bit of restructure by providing a new anime intro and opening and closing motion, uh, you know, and uh, closing motion capture, um, motion comic, I should say, cutscenes, voiced by both English and Japanese actors playing the roles of Misako and Kyoko. Um, the story with the cutscenes is that Kyoko acquired a retro game cartridge and console, our game system, the cartridge just happens to be the original game, which tells the story of how of their first adventure. Music uh, for the cutscenes and intro uh, is by composer Megan McDuffie, who worked on the first River City Girls game. And I want to note here that the you the lyrics on this game is hilarious, and it fits right into the comedic theme and feel of the entire River City Girls series. It is, I love it. it it's I. I got. I can't wait to uh, get it. Get to talk to him. I'll mention that in about a few. While they don't quite remember everything that uh, went on, they do decide to play it through. It, it was one little joke in there that I thought that was really funny, where Misako kind of throws a little bit of shade at Kyoko, saying that she's so you know it's a good thing that you're poor because you would um, otherwise you wouldn't still have this old TV where we could play this game console. And Kyoko is like kind of the ditzy you know, a uh, friend who doesn't figure it out, but she just, at a, in a moment's notice, she's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and I love the voice acting. I love the voice acting because it just, it just flows. It it, it really like, they, they immerse themselves into these roles and these characters in here. It's so awesome. The game itself was just, a, you know, a lot of fun. Like, it's just as fun as it was when I first played it, you know, back then, uh, only just much cheaper. <laughs> much much cheaper it, like trust me and even still to this day if you try to find a game that you that won't be coming to the states you're going to be paying money like there's a few games right now on the nintendo switch as i reviewed on this platform that i played uh which was it, the common rider game uh i played the uh before i even knew that it, um that persona 5 was coming i ended up getting the import version of that and they're not cheap <laughs> uh super robot wars also they're not cheap you got to pay a little extra even digitally to get to acquire these uh these deals but it's worth it because a lot of the, like i said a lot of these games won't be hitting you know the states so 
and a lot of these games that are not hitting the states are really good and really awesome and it makes you even mad that they won't bring them but it's still not to say that's why i love the fact that nintendo switch is region free so uh let me tell you in the game you uh you get to switch between four playable characters uh as you fight through many obstacles to find who is behind framing kunio and ricky so you're playing kunio ricky misako and kyoko all at once the key is the key is is like the combat system is very similar to that of you know double dragon and other beat-em-up titles and that era which by the way because tecmo owns the rights to all of those and way forward is connected to them they combined double dragon with the kunio Khan universe which is why in the upcoming uh river city girls 2 game you're gonna see characters based on double dragon on there as well uh, like Marion and a few other people as well. Maybe some hopefully unlockable people down the line. We'll 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 get down to that soon. The combat um, system is just you know so you're very familiar with the combat system you know and just very retro combo uh, system. But the key is here is that if the idea is for you not to lose your energy on any of them, you can switch to another person if like if one person's energy is so low and they're about to you know be taken out so you got to immediately switch to the other character before you know they're, they're run out and if they got full energy you can start fresh from there and then just make it through the stage before they replenish all their energy back up again so it, it's a really interesting dynamic with that system that they have there uh you also have the mold seven style vehicle stage uh which is very reminiscent of games like renegade on the nes on air so you got that you know mechanic there uh everything from the original is in this game including the password system which still works so you know if you understand like back then i didn't understand the the, the password system because it's all in is all in japanese and back then of course yes that's the other thing about import games a lot of the games if they weren't fighting games which the, the fighting games uh structure is universal like if you played one fighting game, you played them all. So even if you play a fighting game in Japan and all of the language is in Japanese, it doesn't matter because once you get into the game, you still know how to do a fireball quarter circle motion. You still know how to know a half circle motion or a 360 circle motion to execute a, uh, you know, an actual title. So you can still enjoy that game. But if you're playing um, any other type of games that aren't fighting game based, you, you got to go through translation. So game facts the website was the key where people would share their information and people would go extra lengths to write down or type in an entire an entire um you know you know frequently asked question or game tutorial or walkthroughs to be able to help get people get through and translate and know exactly what it is that they're saying and the, you know in these games rather the translation or just how to play the game so yeah it was hardcore you were really hardcore if you were playing import games because you had to go through all that in order to really enjoy some games like there are certain games i would never play as a japanese game like and, and again i mentioned uh super robot wars is one of them because it's a tactical rpg or real-time strategy for that matter and there's so much continuity that you need to understand and how to do it it, it would be too, way too complex and tedious to even play but thank goodness they finally brought that you know in a, a, like an english translated version for that game because I, I didn't think i was ever going to be able to play that game and same with this 
you know, now, but this was a lot easier to get through in some cases, but to understand now how the password system and everything works is it's actually really pretty awesome. So overall, this is a lot of fun, a must have for fans of the series or fans of classic import games from the nineties. I highly recommend this. This is a great prelude to the highly anticipated sequel coming out later this year. It's available on Nintendo switch right now for uh, $14.99. And if you enjoy river city girls, you're definitely going to re um, enjoy this as well in anticipation for these, the much, into, uh, the anticipation for the sequel, I should say. So go at it. It's on Nintendo switch right now. So folks that will do it for this edition of the, or the segment, I should say, I'm like about to end the series. This will do it for this segment of the show. We're going to take a break, come back and enter the final stage as I review a thorough review of uh, King of Fighters 15 for the PlayStation 5. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! gentlemen we have reached the final stage of this program and i am here to review king of fighters 15 from snk the latest addition into the king of fighters saga uh okay i was hoping since king of fighters 14 came out my biggest thing and i've said this many a times before on this platform they need to do better they need to do more we need to see some form of nuance within this you know series you know not to you know they've done good for since 94 but now we need to step it up now the question is have they stepped up and i can say in a sense yes but also no and this is one of the first reviews that i'm going to have where i had to go back and forth on how i was going to grade this thing because there was so much there i'm going to do pro and con there are so many pros but there are some cons as well. And sometimes the cons outweigh the pros in here. And it was hard for me to do, and it's still hard for me to do, but we're going to run down everything thoroughly that went on with this game, because there's a lot to this game and the effort that SNK put into this new, this latest uh, chapter in the uh, King of Fighters saga, you know, it was definitely a lot of effort. Now is the effort misdirected that's another question so let's start with the story of this whole thing and one of the best things about this is that king of fighters is without a doubt one of the most story-driven fighting games 
of all fighting games here i mean it's just so much going on here this is a for those who don't know like king of fighters is a crossover game that combines multiple characters from multiple different snk neo geo you know games into one you got athena who's who had her own game back in the day like i think a 16-bit or 8-bit game back in the day you got the ikari um warriors if you guys ever play uh ikari warriors on um the nintendo like one and two you know they're from that you uh and now they're tied in with metal slug as well so i mean this is like a king of fighters is so awesome because it culminates everybody you know you got it started with it started actually with fatal fury because fatal fury had the first ever king of fighters tournament in there from a story standpoint and it then crossed over and connected to art of fighting and then at some point fatal fury 2 uh one of the fatal fury 2s not the original but the one after had their first real big crossover where they had ryo sakazaki from art of fighting doing a, a cameo appearance as a secret character on a fatal fury game so it was terry versus you know ryo and that's where the rivalry really kind of connect and then it led later on down the line you know after they had you know fatal fury 2 and 3 and you know art of fighting 2 it led to king of fighters which kind of really slowly prelude to snk versus capcom and some down you know somewhere down the line because we got to finally see a crossover and connection to the universes that in a video game universe so not this was a rare thing at the time and this led to king of fighters in our debut of kyo you know um you know kurosaki and in in the uh in in iori iori uh uh ikari not ikari um yeah uh, yagami which then led to that storyline as well and, and so forth and so on and it just king of fighters is the glue that holds the entire snk universe together pretty much so i thought it, it this was always a great thing and it was you know led to many other things down the line because of how they formatted this series um also the amount of detail and storytelling that they had in this game was awesome i want to shout out this one guy i wish i knew it. but again i you know in the last segment i talked about game facts and how you know people would you know people would go above and beyond to create the tutorials and walkthroughs on how to play certain games or whatever like that it was this one guy who got authorization from snk to write out the narratives for king of fighters and let me tell you i printed out tons of this stuff because i love the storytelling of the of the actual uh characters in this it was so well detailed it was you know so well written um with their backstories and everything and it's interesting to see that it looks like king of fighters has done the same thing on this format if you go into their website they kind of did the same thing here it'd be awesome to find out if that same guy who did those back then is working with them now because they it looks like they went and did the exact same thing on this too like i thought that was so awesome that they did that and if i find out that that's him i i i will try to reach out to that guy because i thought what he did was pretty damn awesome to to write backstories so deeply embedded into that universe it made sense of it and it was apparently if he was telling the truth it was canon to the actual series so i thought it was deep i thought it was deep and dope that somebody would go out their way this was like before way before people were doing it now so and, and fan fiction at that but the story here 
takes place right after the last King of Fighters tournament where the fighters faced off against a mystic threat known as Verse. Um, with the world threat now defeated, time has passed uh, since been peaceful at the time. Now, a new sponsor is backing the tournament uh, after Antonov, which by the way, they don't really show or say at this moment. I don't know if they're hiding this for a later date or what they're going to do with that. And you know who we're going to discover who's behind all this, this one, but a new uh, tournament sponsor is promoting it. And even um, the last time, because Antonov since the last tournament has come under some financial and legal turmoil and backlash on his part. So he's no longer rich to some extent. He's, he's not as or at least not as rich as what he used to be because he's dealing with a lot of legal battles and all this stuff right now uh chizuru uh, meanwhile chizuru kagura one of the three treasures since um since his interference with uh gaia's will also known as the seal of orochi she enters the king of fighter tournament once again teams up with the rivals kyo and yuri to find the source of the disruption and that's just one storyline but that is not the main storyline or the main characters that are focusing on it. usually kyo is the main person he's the guy behind the recent king of fighters before terry bogart was uh you know terry bogart was the original you know champion of king of fighters of the original one that geese howard was sponsoring and stuff like that but when by the time 1994 came they entered in a new character in the form of kyo kusanagi and he became the face of King of Fighters for multiple years up until, you know, recent. They started switching out main characters and such like that. And I think they did a better job than Street Fighter did because uh, I remember Street Fighter was trying to do that with uh, I forgot the, the character's name on uh, Street Fighter 3. And a lot of people wasn't feeling that dude at all. He was a wrestler. He was connected to um, he was connected. To, I think he has a connection to some of the characters from Saturday Night Slam Masters as well. Uh, and people weren't really feeling that character that well. So they kind of, they kind of fed off of him a bit, but I think King of Fighters did a really good job switching out main characters on their behalf and started, you know, leading them in. And I, they did the same thing for 15, the character, main character that they have now, uh, which is, uh, what is his name? Uh, Shuni. He's pretty good. He's pretty cool too. Uh, so I liked, I liked him way better than what, you know, Street Fighter did on that aspect. But let's talk about the pros and cons right now. And again, like I said, this was so hard <laughs> to do because, you know, just going down the line and what they did, what good they did and what they didn't do was very interesting. So, I mean, let's just start off. What makes a great fighting game in the first place? The look of the fighting game, the look of the characters, the character design, all... No, this is something that is no to no surprise this game looks awesome stunning character design and stages this is really up snk's alley this if you worried about what the game is going to look like you never have to worry about snk on that front um they always have tremendous character design and illustrations and all this stuff in there so this was really good i love the stages uh there were some really good stages one in particular um i'm very interested in because the Akari Warriors uh, stage is in fact in tribute to Metal Slug. It has the, you know, the iconic tank from the game. It has all of the refugee rescue, um, rescued uh, refugees on there. The old guys with the 
you know, beach with the uh, hair all down and all you see is hair and beard. They're everywhere in this stage, along with that tank and they're in the desert or whatnot. So I wonder if, you know, there's some slots open. We already revealed who's going to be in the first season of uh, characters that are going to be unlocked for the game. There's two more teams. There are four teams that are going to be unlocked, but there's two more teams that has been announced yet. And I'm wondering if we're going to see the debut of the Metal Slug characters in here. It could possibly be. That'd be awesome if they do. Um, it's about time. <laughs> that would be awesome. But the stages and the designs are absolutely stunning. Beautiful to look at. Uh, just, I love and, and, and seeing it on 4K. The, it's so dynamic, <laughs> you know, very sharp colors um, and tones and everything like that. It's just beautifully done. The return of traditional fighting game control scheme with light and heavy uh, punches and kicks along with quarter uh, and half circle motions, you know, set to execute technique, uh, epic techniques and combo attacks uh, that made this genre a great esport. Like, let me tell you, a lot of these games and I, trust me, I, I love a lot of the recent games that came out, especially from Arc System Works. Um, I would say like in particular, like Dragon Ball Fighters and there's a few other fighting games that have come out, you know, lower level, lower tier fighting games that have come out that have adopted this more simplistic control scheme where and, and I will give that I will give that credit to also Marvel versus Capcom as well. I didn't like the way that they did that, too, but the recent marvel versus capcom infinite and uh, i believe three also did that too whereas like they had only three buttons that represented light medium and heavy attacks but not light medium and heavy punches and kicks so it it kind of watered down the experience in terms of technique and and you know and and, and creativity in terms of combos because they made them so easy like I'm not the biggest combo dude in the world either, but I always like the fact that people were able to pull up, you know, pull out all these awesome combos, by, you know, by using these six buttons of light, heavy, uh, light, medium and heavy attacks, you know, or punches and kicks and put them all together to create these awesome. Like if you watch Evo back in the day, especially for Street Fighter three and how they were using these combos and doing parries and all this stuff, uh, there's that one iconic one that everybody loves seeing where like this dude is just parrying everybody left from. <laughs> right it is just it's crazy but you know the recent fighting games with the exception of mortal kombat in nether realm because they kept it traditional as well but the rest of them are like they're getting to be a little bit too simplistic and they're not as much fun to do like i i miss charging moves and this is something that they brought back in this game some of the characters have moves that you know you hold the button down and then you release it and you do a charge attack which used to be which was originated by guile you know you know characters like guile who would do sonic booms you know we don't have that anymore but you have it in here so snk did us justice on that front you know having this control scheme that is just totally technical it's complex it's um very intuitive as well i really appreciate that they kept that it didn't simplify that as well uh and it felt very fluid and responsive on the dual sense controller as well I, I appreciated that fast loading times on the PlayStation 5, uh, making it, you know, just flow really quickly as it goes along. You like just one minor few sec, like no more than three seconds of loading screen. It just goes right there to that. So 
you know, it's just like playing in an arcade, you know, from back in the day and just just going at it every single step of the way. Um, once again, we have final bosses that aren't cheap and overwhelming like the bosses of old. Like if you played the original King of Fighters games from 1994, five, six, seven, uh, eight was OK. Nine was slightly OK, but a lot of the 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 bosses from the old SNK King of Fighter games, like facing Rugal or Orochi Rugal, boy, you had to really work. I mean, really work because at any moment's notice, he will take you out so quickly if you don't really, you know, learn his patterns and you know what to look out for. Some of them, it was just a little bit too cheap. So, but it was, it was, more thrilling when you beat them but it was like at times it was like all right this is a little bit too much <laughs> to go by but nonetheless these bosses you know they give you the option to challenge you you could you know play it a little bit or easier difficult uh difficulty level or you can challenge yourself and really go at it and their final boss for this one um yeah you're gonna you're gonna definitely definitely need to be on your uh, toes because the amount of um you know hp or you know health gauge that the final boss takes out it can it can damage you the whole thing it could damage you all the way so you got to be careful with this one but they're also you also make it easy for you to just enjoy the entire experience as well so i appreciate that um snk went out of their way once again to build a narrative of the long honored tournament by providing a lot of story and dialogue on their website. Uh, if you go on their website right now, it's it's pretty damn good. Uh, to you know, it just allows uh, fans to get into the series deeper into the universe and such. And this is something that I said that they did before. If you go into each you know character stage, they not only have like short bios of the characters in there, but also they have the. Uh, uh, I, I believe his name is Clemens Bellamy, who was the announcer from the last game. He's a, you know, a, a, a black, uh, an, um, a black man who's doing the announcing speaks fluid Japanese in this game or just Japanese accordingly. Uh, cause you know, they don't have any English, you know, voice acting in here. Uh, but he's in here interviewing in the website. He, he interviews every single character on here as well and i thought it was pretty darn cool that they did that um each and I've, i actually did read every single one of these bios because I, I always like to hear the backstories of why i'm fighting and where is this leading to and whatnot and I, again they did a great job with this and then adding the interviews and all that stuff to that as well but if not they not only added the personal bios but they also have team stories on the website too so if you go to the uh if you click on the team website um they have a this is a lot to read in this. This is so much to read on here. So you'll have all these different team stories and you get to understand why they're doing what they're doing and, you know, what's in it for them. And, you know, it, it helps the narrative better uh, when you play the game. You know, I, I, I always appreciate that to that extent. And whether they put it on, you know, the website or they put it in, it's more important to put it on the game. Don't get me twisted because it needs to be in the game but it reminds me of you know the virtual fighter series where they do give you the bios and stuff like that on the website but when you play the game you see none of that narrative being talked about or mentioned on the game it's just them playing the game it's so hollow it's it's extremely hollow and i never did like what they did 
with virtual fighter virtual fighter is a great it's like one of the best you know um fighting mechanics out there bar none but when it comes to narrative and everything they never ever ever give you anything to chomp on to in terms of story driven stuff but it's like they have a backstory but it's never fleshed out on the game at least to their credit here they do on the website and they do a little bit on the game as well to get you more interested in the uh characters so i appreciate i definitely appreciate that aspect um there's 13 teams in here there's a lot of fighters in here 13 teams with 39 fighters within each there's a three-man team each 39 fighters with four teams coming soon and not only just four teams there's four teams in an extra character as well that is set to be released soon from here so you have no shortage of fighters in this game now what they don't have which is something that they used to do in certain king of fighters games is that they would have um a three-man team setting for story mode but they would also have a single player version as well if you just wanted to play single player this one is only the three-man team in here so if you wanted to play the like a one-man king of fighters tournament they don't have that on this at least at least as far as we know not yet um but that's fine it's that's not a big deal because you know the recent king of fighters format has always been three man tag so you have that that's not a that's not a deal breaker in any stretch in here so that's fine um but i always did every like why i mean there are other options in there that you could play that you could play on, on this format for that but um you know it, it, it's here or there i mean king of fighters was originally a one-on-one -on -one type of situation you know back in fate of fury but it has long changed from there and this is the way it is now uh but i'm looking forward uh to who those other people are going to be now i they do talk about they do let me see go on the website here uh, website trailers features they do reveal who the first season of uh, DLC characters is going to be. I know, which I'm very happy because one of them is going to be one of my favorite characters from the Mark of the Wolf game. And that is, and if you look at the endings, the uh, endings of the characters too, you will see, uh, you would absolutely see who's going to be on there. Uh, Rock Howard from Mark of the Wolf is going to be on there. Mark Howard, who's the son of Geese Howard, I, he's one of my favorites of Mark of the Wolf. Mark of the Wolf is one of my all-time favorite Fate of Fury games to date, so I I absolutely looking forward to playing uh, as him as well in there. So, and and along with some other characters from the Mark of the Wolf game, uh, he's going to be in a new team that's going to be a part of that too. So, uh, but again, they revealed. Let me see. Do they have it here? Uh, Lux version, deluxe digital version here. It was revealed somewhere that they showed that Rock Howard and, and two other characters from the Mark of the Wolf game will be on here uh, as well, but they didn't reveal the second group of people. And if you look at the, if you look at the, uh, what is that if you look at the actual endings you'll see some of the characters from other deals in here that you will find and they will actually it looks like some of them will be billy K, uh billy kane is the other one billy kane is actually the other one that is going to be uh, a featured character coming soon as well 
that I know. And I forgot the third one. The third one is absolutely, I think the pirate character on, uh, on Mark of the Wolf. So you'll have more characters coming soon, but there's other characters that has not been revealed yet in the game. So I am looking forward to that. Again, they brought back the iconic three on three elimination battle system, uh, which returns along with the random dramatic cutscenes within each match, pending whether uh, your fighters facing an opponent they have a connection to. This is something that is very custom to King of the, uh, to the King of Fighters series. Um, again, like if Andy Bogart and Team Fate of Fury is facing off against my Shiranui, if you played Final, uh, yeah, not Final Fantasy. If you played Fatal Fury before, you know my Shiranui and you know has a you know crush or thing for Andy Bogart or they're dating or something like that and. And Andy, for some reason, is always afraid to approach Mai. And it, well, mostly because of his discipline. But there's always an interaction between those two that we always saw in the 2D versions from 1994 and all that stuff. In 95 and the other, you know, the 2D versions. But they were like short versions. Here, these cutscenes are much more elaborate, and I do love them. The mid-match cutscenes within uh, each you know stage are always awesome to see, and they're really cool. And it brings you more into the game, and uh, it, it creates it adds on to the drama and the narrative of the game. So I love that they expanded on that aspect on here. So that to me is a big plus. Um, new features in the game uh, battle system includes Shatter Strike, Max Mode, Rush, and uh, Rush adds to the technical aspect of the game for like esport fighters and stuff like that doesn't really do anything for me like on a just play level or anything unless i want to up you know my my difficulty level if i wanted to all of the standard online options like rank mode casual mode room match which is like spectator mode and online training for those who like to compete with others are all in there as well and there's a, a new draft versus mode which uh, pitch you against uh, an opponent who is trying to grab your favorite character before others do. Uh, so, you know, that's a whole situation there. They have a DJ station uh, option complete with a robust list of over 300 songs from the entire King of Fighters series. And remember, since 1994 till now, it's all there. So, you have that. Uh, they have very lengthy endings, which is fantastic, uh, which includes a well, it, they're not cutscenes; they're illustrations. Um, you know, think Street Fighter Five and Four, and every other fighting game that you have. But they're um, they're no voice acting in the main lengthy cutscenes. They're only voice acting in the extra in credit scenes that they have in there. So, it, I really I, again, this is just something that I always like fighting games that have endings. Of course, this is a new age of fighting games. So normally the case is that you would have some form of cinematic scene in there. Now, granted, they don't have cinematic scenes in there, but the lengthy cutscenes is fairly enough. And the illustrations are just beautiful to look at. So I, at some point, I, it, I'm not as happy with that, but I'm not too mad about it either. And then furthermore for that, the gallery mode, uh, is there that lets you see every cutscene and ending that you unlock throughout the game. So you can rewatch those without even having to go into the actual game and do it and go through the whole thing again. Uh, there's also a mission mode that helps you, that helps challenge you with the main uh, fighters as well. With your main fighter, I should say. So, all right, we got through the, the pros 
and now it's time to get to the cons here because while there is a story mode in here the lack of a full feature story mode was definitely needed and this is exactly what i wanted for this game but they i was hoping that snk would step up into the new world of fighting games and do this unfortunately they have not not exactly uh the king of fighter series format has been the same since 1994 and all of the games that needed some restructuring uh restructuring this is one of the series that needed i mean we even got street fighter that stepped up and had a full length feature story mode in their game you know guilty gear has a full length feature story in their game mortal kombat which is one of the innovators of this has a full movie length like cinematic story mode in here King of Fighters is still relying on that same format. You play the first three games, you get a cutscene. You play the th next three games, you get a cutscene. And then it's like the same thing. And it's like, okay, that's awesome. You're now stepping in the 3D realm. Now is the time, and you've been in the 3D realm for quite some time. Now is the time to really step it up and do it. And the problem with this is that instead of giving us a fully fleshed out story mode, we're getting where, where it could give like other characters some focus they decide to stick to their old archaic ways granted the cutscenes are great but seeing them over and over again when playing as a different team gets stale and redundant after a while just like they, they did with the old ones but at least they allow you to you know skip through and, and unfortunately the problem is i don't want to skip through i should not want to skip through the cutscenes. I should want to enjoy every cutscene and everything that's going on there. You know, if they did this, here's the thing. Street Fighter, I'm going back to Street Fighter 5 with this. Because Street Fighter 5, when it first came out, it didn't have the Shadow Falls story uh, mode with it at the time. And people were hankering for that story mode. Instead, in its place, it had just a regular arcade mode with endings and everything in there. But we wanted more because we didn't want the same old thing. Capcom went out of their way to create this elaborate story, fleshed out story mode. It was great. It was awesome. I actually recently played it a while back and it's still cool. It's a little bit campy for today's standards, but it's still good. I wanted SNK to do the same thing. And then on top of that, Street Fighter V has an arcade mode that plays off like exactly like SNK, like KO, uh, like King of Fighters 15's recent uh story mode that's just their arcade mode so on top of having a full fleshed out cinematic story mode they have the regular arcade mode that you can enjoy as well that's what this is and take note from a from a consumer standpoint we're paying the same amount of money for this game that we played that we spent on street fighter 5 and we're not getting nearly the amount of depth and content that Street Fighter V have given. And I remember, if I'm correct, the Shadow Falls was free for those who already paid for Street Fighter V at the time. It was a free story mode at that. So I don't know what they're doing towards that. I hope that this is not the end. I hope they add something more to this. But to me, just having this this redundant story mode, it's, it's not enough. It's really not enough. Um, I like the cutscenes in there, but like saying it over and over again, you got to play the same thing. We've done this already for years and we're at a point where SNK can go beyond this. And I feel like they are almost afraid to go beyond this. I don't know why they're afraid to go beyond this, but we absolutely need to do this. 
Um, so at this point, so to the point that after like you're skipping it, it's just after the sixth time and playing through the story more like the sixth time, you just don't even want to watch them anymore. Granted, at least two teams have added cutscenes because they're part of the main plot of the story, and I won't spoil that for anybody. However, it would have been great if they just added scenes for other characters in the game or done something, add a little bit more for the money that we're spending, which is very similar to the money that we spent on other fighting games. Again, if you play Guilty Gear Strive compared to this and we're paying the same amount of money for this, Guilty Gear Strive gave us way more content and way more to work with in terms of narrative and, and storytelling much more um mortal kombat same thing mortal kombat has a main story mode and then you play their arcade mode which also has endings which also has voice acting as well so it, and guilty gears drive you know shout out to arc system works because they decided to bring back the english cast as well and 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 give us you know more than what we asked for for the money they give for uh, for the money that we're giving them i deeply appreciated that you know i just really wish that they went about it in the same way that Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter 5 and hell even Tekken 7 has done the same thing to a stretch you know with the fleshed out story mode so that was to me I appreciate the little that they did but at the same time I, I was disappointed at the little that they did as well no English voice acting for ev virtually everyone weirdly notable is I believe the announcer is the only guy who's speaking English, and I believe the announcer could be Bellamy, who's speaking English, but he, you know, speaks also Japanese in the cutscenes. I don't know, but I just know the only English announcer that they have is the announcer announcing the actual, you know, characters into the uh, stage. That's it. Um, and I think there was like Blue Mary who also spoke some shred of English in there, but everybody else is just speaking Japanese. No matter what nationality they are actually from, they're speaking Japanese. So I thought. That was, I, again, the best voice acting in a fighting game to me might be Tekken 7 because what they did was instead of just making it all English or all Japanese, Jin Kazama spoke Japanese. Nina, who's English, but also fluent in Japanese, sp you know, spoke to him because she understood it. So there were other people who spoke different like, like there was somebody who was you know from a french descent they spoke their language and they were multi-languages in this game i thought that was so authentic at the time and they just never when i've never seen this happen again <laughs> in a fighting game but you know to their credit like every other game now is adding in the english you know uh actors in here these very talented uh actors who work on some of our favorite games and anime have been on here as well and Again, SNK is, I don't know if it's a budgeting issue. I don't know to what extent. Why? I, I feel like it's, it, I always feel like it's a budgeting issue with SNK. Like we're, they're doing a lot of smoke and mirrors with their production and their, and their developments of these fighting games. It just, it just seems like it's like, why wouldn't you do all this to appeal to your audience? I don't, who are you, who is your target audience right now in this case? Um, there were some design flaws exposing a lack of 3D you know, fully 3D uh, movement here. Give you an example. Anybody who has a certain, you know, significant feature in their body, look closely at this. Uh, Cause I noticed like the character uh, Cohen, 
or Crowen, I believe his name is. He actually, uh, where is he at here? I'm looking at the website here. Crowen. Yeah, here he is. Yeah, because he's from Team Crowen. Or Cronin, for that matter. I'm just, I'm missing out the end. Uh, Cronin, who has, who's from uh, Nest. He's a secret, uh, he's a, what is he called? Um, kind of a, he's been, uh, he's been operated on by, by uh, the syndicate Nest. So he has this kind of a cybernetic arm on his right arm. But if he goes to the other side, that right arm, that, that same cybernetic arm appears on his other, on his left arm. So there is a bit of a design flaw here. And it, to me, it's like you, that was, it was one thing to do that in a 2d game that made sense to do that in a 2d, uh, paying, uh, game. Why is that happening in a 3d game? Why is I, I, I me, I'm a little bit, I paid a little bit too much attention to detail in these things. So it, 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 at best, this is a nitpick, but you're, you're supposed to be a 3d game. So your 3d character, once he gets to the other side, just still like your, your right hand, which has a cybernetic arm should automatically show on the other side. I don't understand why that is still a thing in this stage of, of fighting game development for 3d games. I just don't understand why, but it could be considered a nitpick on that. But that I just thought that that was a very interesting thing as well. Um, I wanted the combat system to have a bit more nuance to it as well. Uh, that would make the fighting more exciting. Maybe bring back strikers mode of some sort. Like I, I liked how the strikers mode would come by because it, you know, if somebody's putting in a combo, it breaks the whole entire situation. And maybe if they would have had a strikers mode and somebody tried to break it, you could counter that as well and just create a whole bunch of really action-packed chaos to it. But again, they is stuck to traditional on this one. I, you know, it is what it is. They have those other movesets, but what is that really doing in terms of making the fight a little bit more exciting and new? So I, I just really, just really interesting that they didn't really add on to that to make the and it's not to say the fight is the, the actual initial fight isn't good the, it's just more of the same it's just really more of the same on that dude uh, as much as i love the feature of the, the climax super special moves which are awesome like each special you know climax special move is awesome it's like there's your super move but then there's this dramatic really ultimate move that takes an enormous amount of uh health from the, your opponent's health gauge out as much as i love the climax super special moves anybody who's played street fighter games before knows that this looks the super moves it look it, these moves look exactly like the super moves from street from the street fighter series in particular four and five looks way too much like it the whole entire animate from the animation to the look to the you know splash background you know in the back it just looks too much like street fighter four and five I would, and in fact, that's this is the second SNK game that really kind of takes shades from Street Fighter Four and Five because the other one is Shadow um, Samurai Showdown, the the latest edition of Samurai Showdown. It plays just like Street Fighter Four as well. This game plays off of that too. So I I love them. They're awesome, but in hindsight, they're not original. Not at all. <laughs> way in hell original as a company who used to try to compete against capcom a company and unfortunately here's the thing a company whose games are 
developed by people behind the original Street Fighter, you would hope that they would try to do something new with this. And here's another one that's very interesting too. And this is my final one uh, here before we give it to grade. The animated short directed by legendary director, Mosami Obara. One of my all-time favorite anime directors worked on the Fatal Fury series, Gal Kaiser, Battle Arena, Tashinden, Bubblegum Crisis, Magic Knight, Ray Earth, you name it, he's virtually done some of the Gundam series as well, and many, many more. He worked on this animated short, this anime short. I loved it for what it was, but it was nothing more than an opening intro rather than a short film. And from let me explain why I'm a little bit disappointed at this because you have the likes of Musami Obari, who worked on the legendary Fatal Fury series one and two in in the motion picture, three of one of the best video game animes of all time. Okay. I wish they would have made a actual short film like they did with the King of Fighter Maximum Impact game, which came out with a short film called King of Fighters Another Day. You could go on YouTube and watch it. It's pretty interesting. I would, you know, this is one of the rare times that I will say, watch the Japanese version because the English version, which they have out, it did come out. Not all the voices for the characters work. In particular, Rock Howard. It it did not sound good at all. I don't know to what end it happened here. But the Japanese voices are actually better. This is the one of the rare times they're gonna say, like, check out the Japanese version better for that. But nonetheless, you still got a, you know, an awesome short film. Um, King of Fighters Another Day which was a four part short film series consisting of characters from the King of Fighters series and the recent and, and, and the uh, maximum impact game at the time, which starred two different characters. It was also a one player King of Fighters game as well. It was mostly like a side story um, to the actual series, but they came out with this and then on, I'll give another example, uh, Street Fighter four, when Street Fighter four came out, they did an anime uh, for it. Like it was, I think it was like an hour OVA for the uh, deal because Kyle and uh, Aaron, uh, Ruben did that one and it, they were going up against, um, you know, the uh, uh, the recent bad guy for that uh, deal too. Uh, it was pretty good. I actually liked it. Wasn't their best Street Fighter, you know, animated I've ever seen, but it was still a good, cool looking anime that they did for the series. And I thought it was awesome. Like, why couldn't they do this here? I feel like, you know, Abari-san may have been a little bit too expensive <laughs> for a full featured short film i don't know but you have that guy at your at the hands and all you do is a opening intro are you kidding me and on top of that the i loved it because he packed everybody in but i was hyped when it, when terry bogart came in because that's what he does best and to see terry bogart in that form in 2022 which is awesome i just wanted to see more and he hyped it up as if this was going to be like at least even if it was like a five minute deal where there was voice acting and stuff like that and you know actual scenes or preludes or whatever like that i would not have minded or if they did the same thing that they did with uh king of fighters another day i would not have minded that either that would have been awesome but I, it's just really interesting um 
it just it just feels like that you know they can only afford so much of him to use for that moment it you know it already seems like they couldn't afford to you know hire english actors for the game already so i mean look overall the overall presentation of king of fighters feels like a better street fighter 4 but not a better street fighter 5 if that makes sense to anybody here despite the minor flaws and lacks lack of nuance snk to their credit added a lot of continuity to, uh, of the uh for the king of fighters saga while it's not fresh or original the game still provides a lot of depth that made fighting games you know what they are and it's at all best it's a very solid fighting game like one of the most solid fighting games uh of the year so far i wouldn't say the most deepest fighting games of the year so far but it's definitely there if they did with you know guilty gear strive is done last year then that's a whole entire thing so i don't know where this is going to lie in terms of um you know fighting game of the year because if we don't see another fighting game come out this year this is probably going to win by default in many awards uh you know in under this category which is a shame i do know that uh guilty gear strive is do coming out with more content to uh like another story as well so the problem with with guilty gear strive is that their story mode is not embedded with their arcade mode so like you're just watching a full-length story but not actually playing the game so i don't know if we're going to count that as a new game experience like we did with mortal kombat when they did um the extra story mode that has Shang Tsung in it because you were actually playing within that mode. So you can really count that as truly another game. And that got, you know, re that got added back into the category for best fighting game of that year. So I think they, you know, they were voted two, two years in a row on the ACMG Facebook group at the time. Um, I don't know. You know, I know Phantom Breakers is coming out. We got, um, what else do we have? Uh, Persona 4. You know but that technically is already out so i don't know if that falls under that could be fall under the category of best fighting game of the year but it is coming back out so i don't know we'll see but i don't know to what end we're gonna have a fighting game of this level come out this year we'll have probably maybe an announcement come in the next couple days or so but that's still like that could be till next year hopefully we'll get more coming out and more big ones coming out that can possibly compete but I, you know if this is this may unfortunately this may be the fighting game of the year and for the grade that i'm gonna give it which i again i was struggling back and forth between a b plus and an a minus and now that i'm as i'm talking about this and bringing up all these you know situations you know the pro and cons and then also comparing it to games that i actually did give an a to an a plus of I would really not do myself to or those games justice if I give it the same grade that they have for, you know, content that they provided. So if all else, I'm going to go down and give this game a B plus because if in comparison to Guilty Gear Strive, in comparison to Street Fighter V, in comparison to um, Mortal Kombat 10, 11, this doesn't this doesn't even hold nowhere near that so and and considering that we paid around the same amount of money for this yeah no i'm sorry it, it just won't it, it, we, i cannot give myself the opportunity to give this an a 
not even an A minus at this. This is a B plus at best because they, for just for the idea that they put in so much effort, but I wish that effort was redirected into the game, like embedded to the game. And I feel like that they budget their way to saying like, okay, we're not going to give you like cutscenes and everything, but we're going to give you all this content to read on the website, which not many people are going to do. At the end of the day, the reality is people are going to go into the game and want to see the whole narrative and story in the game. They want to know about the characters in the game in cinematic form because we've seen it before. Hell, even Capcom uh, versus Marvel Infinite got a better presentation than this game. OK, so B plus is the is a fair grade for me to give at this point. But trust me, I was struggling because of the idea that they did put a lot into it. But at the end of the day, it's just not enough. So. There you have it, folks. I mean, it's worthy of getting if you're a fighting game fan, but if you're looking for something that's going to be a nuance or something like that, you know, this is not going to be it. But this is a very solid, fun game. Nonetheless, you will enjoy it. Uh, just not in a way that we deserve to enjoy it, for not, especially for the money that we ask for. So, folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I hope you guys enjoyed it, especially you fighting game fans out there this Sunday. On Talk Time Live, the Prime Show, I will be reviewing Uncharted. I am coming in as a casual fan or just a casual viewer. I know, see, because I'm not even a fan. I've never played any of the Uncharted games by choice. I just didn't have an interest in playing it, but I'm a fan of Tom Holland. I'm okay with Marky Mark. So I am going to give this a chance, see if it'll interest me enough to say, okay, I'm going to venture into the games, see what it does. Can they do it? Let's find out for sure. So um, that's going to be my review for that. And there's a lot of news we're going to be talking. We got to talk about Peacemaker, the season finale of Peacemaker. My God, we got to talk about that. So um, and just, uh, you know, so much more going on in the world of our favorite fandoms as well. But also I talked about River City Girl Zero. How much I loved it. You know, when I love something, I want to get attached to something. I want to get to know the people behind it exactly what we're going to do next week next week i am bringing back the return of adam tierney and bannon riddis of way forward who is working on both river city girls zero or worked on river city girls zero and river city girls two so we'll be talking about the work that has been done on river city girls zero and bringing that to the u.s and we're also going to be talking about the upcoming river city girls two I cannot wait. Uh, they were on the first time River City Girls was out. I love Way Forward. Way Forward has always been great on this show, whether it's uh, Adam, whether it's Bannon, or it's, or it's Matt, uh, who worked on um, Shanti. <laughs> okay. I just did it before. I'm so blanking out here. <laughs> he worked on a Shanti series. And, um, you know, Way Forward has always been great on this show. So I'm always appreciative to have him on here. I am so, I'm getting old. I am getting so old here. <laughs> but, no, um, you know, I was going to be good to have Adam and Bannon back to talk about this because I am so, I, like I said, I have a crush on this series. I love what they did and what they're putting together, and I'm hoping to see much more down the line for them. So um, next week, they will be on the show to talk about that on a special Talk Time Live exclusive. Um, also, I want to point out that on TalkTimeLive.com right now, not only can you listen to this and every podcast on here, but we got a new blog entry finally in there in the form of ultra instinct goku i just finally got it the 
pre-order that I had dating back to October of 2021 when I pre-ordered it um, around the time of New York Comic Con. It's finally here. The um, Ultra Instinct Goku figure from Bandai and Banpresto, one of my favorite uh, com toy companies out there, is on there right now. You can check it out on TalkTimeLive.com. You go into the blog page. You can go on there and check it out. It's available. I got pictures, really awesome pictures up there showing what it looks like. And just talking about it, pictures from New York Comic Con when I first saw it. And you'll get to see it's in the, it's in the unbox section. You'll see it. It's at the front of the unbox section right there. And you'll get to see pictures of it. And I have a link on where you can get it too. I got it from, uh, I pre-ordered it from, uh, Big Bad Toys, uh, the Big Bad Toy Store, uh, dot com. So you can check it out there if you like what you see. And it's available. Trust me, it's in stock now. Because of the pandemic, it was taking a long time to come. And uh, by the way, I got two more figures that are still on hold. That is still being. It probably won't be. From what I understand, it may not be until a couple months till that comes in because the, uh, the pandemic and delays of supply and demand and such like that. But I'm very happy that it finally came, and it did not disappoint. Go check it out on TalkTimeLive.com on the blog page there. You're going to absolutely love it. So, and there will be more to come as well on that page. Of course, I got so much content I got to add on to it, but um, just so much to do and so little time, folks. So go out of your way to check it out. Go to TalkTimeLive. You can check out our podcast, our exclusive video interviews, my panel uh, interviews and Q&As with uh, some of your favorite anime actors out there and voice actors out there from Repop. You can check out all that there and uh, then you can subscribe and download this in every episode on all po uh, podcast platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora and Tumblr as well. And Fountain. You can go on the Fountain app and look out for me there too. you know, don't need a little bit of Bitcoin for me. And um, dude, that, I'll be more than grateful. <laughs> let me tell you so thank you guys so much as always i always appreciate it stay tuned for sunday and that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care and i'll talk to you guys on sunday Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.